Nine minutes it is before 8pm. It's our headline segment and we take a look at the National Senior Certificate overall pass rate. 80.1% up to shy of 4 percentage points from uh, 2021 uh, where the figure there stood at 76.4%. And uh, significant improvements there on the part of Guazul Natal and uh, Mpuma Koloni and other provinces. Of course, the province of the Free State uh, hovering just shy of 90%. Uh, insofar as uh, their marks are concerned. And uh, yeah, I guess, uh, you know, if one looks at the evolution of some of these performances, and we can have a discussion, which is what kind of discussion we're going to have shortly with Professor Ramudungwane Tabane from UNISA. Um, You know, how do we make sense of these numbers? I mean, it's quite clear in the post-apartheid period that there's been, especially in many of the, um, you know, poorer provinces, significant improvement over the last while. But many South Africans might be saying, is this as a result of uh, improvement at the same baseline of quality or corresponding improving quality? Or is it an improvement on the back, I guess, of uh, weakening of the standards of the system, as is often bandied about? I mean, you hear people like Musi Maimane saying, ah, 30%, this or the other. Uh, So we talk about that tonight. And uh, Basic Education Minister Angie Mucheha describing the performance of the class of 2022 as an absolute embodiment of true ambassadors of public schooling and uh, to chat more about these numbers joined on the line by the chair of the department of psychology of education at the university of south africa professor uh, ramudungwane dabane prof good evening welcome uh, good, good evening uh, thank you for having me Ayabang. thank you very much for joining us prof and uh, let me maybe start off just on this you know, question I'm raising here, uh, insofar as how it is we make sense of the numbers and how we read them. To my mind, certainly, you know, in the post-apartheid period, the evolution, if one looks, for instance, at just the results of a province like the Northern Cape or a province like, uh, you know, Bukone Bopirima, the Northwest, um, or even, I guess, the Free State, one of the, t- if not the top performer, uh, it does seem that there's been a significant improvement certainly since 1994, since all of these education systems were brought together into one national system. Um, and I'm interested to hear whether or not, Prof, you know, what would you say when I say that, that there's been an improvement? Because many people would say, well, it's an improvement in a context of declining quality. Uh, what is your view on that? Um, thank you, Ayabonga. Of uh, passes, that does not go anywhere. Because indeed, we have to go into it um, how many of those indeed of the, that improvement are bachelor passes, and uh, how many of those bachelor passes are in the key, key, key way or gateway subjects? You know the STEM, the, the STEM subject, because of those are the subjects that now we have learned to focus on. That indeed they focus on uh, a quality of life and access to quality of life because they bring change to one's life into different careers that indeed will redress the social injustice as you just indicated of, of apartheid. So we really need to to go deeper into into those numbers. Am I am I happy that there is an improvement? Yes I am. Mm-hmm. Because of it means more more people are graduating from high school. Now we need to as the government now they need to now say we are having now more people. Our uh, uh, literacy, reading literacy is now improving, and now we need to cater for such. Mm, mm. And and I guess you know the other element to this, uh, and which is why certainly many of the, you know, um, people who have been involved in this, from the parents to the pupils themselves to the teachers to the communities to the 
curriculum developers, you know, the um, uh, uh, policymakers and everybody involved. Um, when we think about this, all of those stakeholders have certainly had to traverse the learning experience in a very difficult environment over the last three years or so. Mm. It's often helpful to think about um, a trick, probably as something from grade 10 right through to uh, a grade 12. Um, mm. You know, so in the old system, they would say, yeah, yeah, JC, maybe mm. at uh, grade 10. But to think of those last three years in the context of what has happened in our country, um, COVID-19, the July mm. unrest, for instance, in a place like KZN and Gauteng, the flooding mm. and many other headwinds mm. that have confronted the system, um, should we be duly proud of this cohort and all of those who've contributed to their success, especially if we think about all of the, you know, I guess, booby traps that might have been set in the way? We should. We should celebrate where a celebration is due because, um, indeed, adversities happened and um, this uh, cohort has, has gone through it and there are elements of support uh, here and there that stuck to it and ensured that the learning does not become disrupted. We've unfortunately had some pockets where uh, communities will disturb and disrupt the schooling. And it's, 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 it's hard, hard, heartbreaking that um, uh, communities in some, in some quarters of, of, of South Africa will go and disrupt the learning, forgetting that, as, as we said earlier on, that this education it is indeed the key to break those shackles of cycle of of, of poverty um we're talking here about learners who wrote from grade 10 as you indicated grade 11 they wrote now grade 12 family members passed on from COVID. family members had to be isolated or they had to be isolated themselves and then there was a, 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 a relaxing and lockdown was scrapped. Then came load shedding. Then we were in the news talking to, please don't load shed, don't, 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 uh, what is it? Uh, load, sharing the load? Reduce the load, yeah, yeah. Don't yes, reduce the load, yeah. Where, where the students are writing the trick. So now, they are, the writing of exam became a national issue, a serious national issue that was impacted by decisions that the government was taking that never has been an issue before. So um, for us to not celebrate what we should celebrate, I think we might be doing injustice to this uh, cohort of learners. Mm-hmm. And, and I guess, you know, the other element, uh, because... You know, often we, when we think about education, we solely just think of uh, the National Department, Mayor and Jim and others. But actually, I, I mean, the spotlight ideally should be shone on many of the provincial authorities who, you know, are, are critical in the development of the curricula, the materials, the setting yeah. of the assessments, the marking yeah. of the assessments, with, of course, the National yeah. Department being the policymaker. Um, yeah. I mean, your own sense, you know, when I look at these numbers, and I compare them, for instance, to the, um, you know, human development indicators of some of these provinces. Mm. It, it, it is beautiful for me to see some of the provinces that have the weakest human development indicators and, uh, you know, in a very, in a country characterized by uneven spatial development, that a province mm. like the Free State tops the pile, that a province like Guazulu Natal sees the mm. most improvement, that a province mm. like, you know, the Northwest and Limpopo, um, you know, we don't assume going into it that they come out last all of the time. That says something mm. about some change that has happened in the mm. administration at a provincial level of the public education system. 
Look, when the minister said that they are going to hold district managers or circuit managers accountable, mm. I do not know what is that she did or what are they doing, but you can remember that when Panyaza uh, uh, was the MEC was, uh, in, in Houting, mm. how he used to be on the path of every and each school and challenges that were happening. So perhaps other 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 agencies they did the same as well. They were they, they were just, they knew that our job here is to ensure that the schools perform. And we need to give credit where credit is due. The Limpopo itself, as you indicated, last as it is, it has improved. Yes. And the fact that we don't have a a a, a, a province that is less than seventy. It shows that we're going somewhere, but it's very important for us to understand, as we said earlier on, we're talking here about social justice, redress, gender parities, and, and, and quality to life. We need to know that the gateway subjects that we need in South Africa mm. are the ones that are actually leading. That's where we need to be, to be going. We need to know that uh, uh, um, learners are taking more of mathematics and schools are not forcing learners to take um, uh, uh, um, lesser maths. What do, what do they call it? Mathematical literacy. Mathematical literacy. Mm. Simply because they want to maintain a higher rate or, or a pass rate, which is, which is unfortunate. Mm. And if our parents are not engaging with the curriculum and the subject choices that our learners are doing, we are going to indeed have this conversation over and over and over of I've passed my trick but I cannot go to university. Mm-hmm. I have went to university, I have graduated but I don't have a job. Yeah. That, so we need to, to, to engage and, 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 and really realize that as a black nation we honestly need to be thriving on a particular position and this is redress. You know I mean, you work, Prof, in the psychology of education. Um, and the point you're raising around the involvement of parents in curriculum development, I find very interesting because if I look back at, um, you know, the potential subject choices that were on offer when I was finishing my senior certificate, which, by the way, is not too long ago, um, mm-hmm. I, I often, when I look at the subjects that are out there now, um, mm-hmm. in a very interesting way because there's an introduction of newer subjects. I mean, if I think of something like tourism, Certainly wasn't there when I was there or the school maybe I went to didn't offer it. Uh, But it's certainly something now that is a very big part of our curriculum in the country. To what degree in your observation have we seen an evolution in the curriculum offering, um, especially, I guess, to many schools and working class communities? Yes, there has been and there has been warm uh, uh, regard and, and warm acceptance of subjects like, 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 like tourism, as, as you indicate, and it's good, like hospitality, and all those are good because of these are the subjects that are entrepreneurial in their nature. You know, um, they can actually create, assist a person to be a job creator rather than a job seeker. So th- that oneness of, of, of accepting them, it's, it's well and good and we, we, appreci- we appreciate it. But we have now, um, the coding, uh, the gaming that are now curriculum and new teaching that are coming into the system. And we, 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 we are okay with that and we are very happy with that. It's just that parents need to understand that um, the glamorous 
uh, occupations or careers that they grew up as they were glamour. They are not anymore. Mm. Doctors. In, in, in few weeks ago, we were having situations with doctors saying they don't have placement and jobs. So what does that tell us? Mm. It was the teachers before, the lawyers. So now what does it tell us? We need to change our minds. Hence, the past rate, we need to say, where is it leading us in terms of changing our mindset and going forward as a nation? Mm. And, and you know, Prof, I mean, I guess, you know, the other element to it is the type of pipeline that we have for educators coming into the system. Um, we've also seen in, in this period where many of these students were completing their matriculation, their grade 11 and 12, and I would add even grade 10 there, coinciding with the dispatching of teacher assistance under the presidential youth employment intervention into yeah. many public schools. Yeah. Um, I mean, your, your thoughts on to what degree some of that work, so the work of trying to, one, normalize dynamics there, it might be minimum infrastructure standards in many you know, poorer schools, and then in addition to that, embedding a layer of administrative assistance that frees up the time for teachers to do what is core to their work, which is, you know, teaching and learning. Uh, what impact, in your view, has that had, and, and what can we learn from uh, this experience? You know, when you go to con- leading countries um, like uh, UK, uh, for instance, where they have a qualified teaching assistant. Now, a teaching assistant is not somebody who is just there to do certain lousy administrative work for the teacher. A teaching assistant has content of whatever it is that the teacher is teaching Mm. that day Mm. as well. So apart from assisting with the matching of the register, they understand the pedagogy of teaching Mm. a, a child how to write an M. Because when the teacher teaches in front for the entire class, the teaching assistant goes around the desks to ensure that the child has held a pencil appropriately, the child's posture is correct, the distance, eye paper distance is there, and all that, and they're able to pick such. Unfortunately, a good concept, but as we introduced it, as you said, uh, in terms of the, 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 the employment and, and EP, was just for... Um, how can we assist in terms of the problem that we got because of COVID? But we did not look into what is the value mm. that these teaching assistants can really, really do and give in our system. We are, we are growing, we are developing. I know the minister surely is thinking about this. And um, it's something and the process and the progress that is indeed uh, regarded and we are welcome to it. Mm. Prof? Let's leave it here for tonight. Thank you very much for yeah. taking time out to speak to us. We really appreciate it. No, thank you uh, for, for having me. Unisa, we are celebrating 150 years Indeed, yes. uh, this year. So we are very excited and thank you for having us. Thank you very much, Professor Ramudungwane Tabane. And uh, I, I, I certainly know that that celebration of 150 years is certainly a celebration also of the South African people who yes. have built, I guess, a, a distance learning institution yes. of great repute in the Southern Hemisphere. Indeed. And Indeed. Uh, you can duly be proud of that. Yeah, thank you for that. Thank you. The message is received. Thank you very much, Professor Tabane.